1: Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps.
0: Welcome back to CAMFest. We have director Lizette Flannery on with us from Hawaii, and she directed the documentary called One Voice. And Lizette, if you can do us a favor, if you can talk about the film for our listeners who haven't seen it yet.
2: Aloha mai Kako. Welcome to everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm really excited to talk about One Voice, which is a film that I directed um, well over 10 years ago now and is actually at campus this year as a part of the Pacific Islanders and Communications 30th anniversary. And One Voice follows the story of 10 young Native Hawaiian students at the Kamehameha Schools, which is a school here in Hawaii that is just for Um, Native Hawaiian children and they do this really amazing event every year. It's been going on um, for many, many years now called the Kamehameha School Song Contest. So we actually followed 10 of the song directors who lead their classes in a song competition um, for a whole year leading up to the um, event, which is the entire um, high school competing in a song contest. And that year in particular that was featured in One Voice um, was a year that was highlighting um, the revitalization of the Hawaiian language. So it was a really special year. Um, All of the poets who composed the mele or the songs that were sung um, were present and worked with the young students to prepare their classes for the event. And Lizette, I have two uh, small questions. First, were you ever a
0: song director? And, se- and second, um, how did you gain access to all of the kids in this film and, and their stories?
2: Right. Well, no, I was not a song contest director. I did not go to Kamehameha Schools. I actually was born and raised on the continent. And um, my mom's family is from here. So I just spent summers here. But of course, if you know anything about what you know, the Kamehameha School Song Contest, it's kind of up there with maybe the Mary Monarch Kula Competition it's a very beloved um, tradition here in Hawaii. And in terms of access, I think that what was so interesting about this film was Pacific Islanders and Communications was the executive producers. And I had just finished another documentary about men who dance hula. And they really, uh, they were huge supporters of that film. And they were really looking to find a director to work with the producer, Heather Haunani Juni. And that she was you know, a graduate of Kamehameha schools and had been a part of song contest, not a song director. That's, you know, a very um, prized uh, position. But what was interesting to me about the film was that I didn't get to choose the subjects. It's not like I looked at 2000 high school students and said, oh, I'll follow these 10 students. The classes vote on the song contest leaders. So, you know, I was anxiously kind of awaiting, you know, who are the classes going to choose? And um, I remember going in and meeting them all for the very first time. And it was sort of like I was being handed um, the subjects of this documentary by the classes from the school. Um, But the very minute um, I met all 10 of them, I just was like, this is going to be so much fun. I was super excited. Um, And, you know, I don't know a lot about music. uh, And I was a little intimidated at first. You know, these guys are musical geniuses. Um, and so I was—I was really looking at the stories of the young song contest leaders as being the sort of window into um, the behind-the-scenes look at this um, very beloved event in Hawaii.
1: I love that, and and just even looking through your body of work, um, how you create these films that are celebrating Hawaiian culture. Um, I, I really appreciated that you gave us some context into. Hawaiian culture as well, because you, you think of, you know, a culture being lost, you know, maybe you'd assume, oh, it's because the kids, they just want to be Americanized or whatever, but, but really Hawaiians were stripped of their culture. So I really appreciated that historical context. Um, and I would love to hear what you hope people will take from Hawaiian culture from watching your films and, and specifically One Voice.
2: Well, I, I think at the end of the film, the headmaster of Kamehameha School says, "You know, it's so important that people realize that a Hawaiian culture—the Hawaiian culture—is a living culture. It's not a museum culture. It's not something that is, you know, dead and gone. It's something that is alive and well today. And certainly, um, I think that if you watch the film, you can feel that and sense that from the the young folks who are kind of carrying on Hawaiian traditions in very innovative and contemporary ways." I I like to think that, you know, even with like Hawaiian language being a focus of this film, a lot of people um, don't even really realize that there is this amazing the the language here um, is thriving. And that is due to, um, you know, a lot of people working very, very hard to preserve um, a, a language and a culture that was really almost, you know, lost and suppressed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the documentary also touches on the fact that, you know, at, um, at one point in time in history, you know, it wasn't, um, you weren't allowed to speak Hawaiian, right? And certainly not in schools, even at Kamehameha schools. So, you know, this journey of reviving, um, the Hawaiian language and, you know, things like hula or, you know, um, La'au Lapa'au Hawaiian healing arts you know, all of these things kind of came back um, due to a lot of folks who worked really, really hard in starting in the 1970s, um, which is what we kind of refer to as the Hawaiian Renaissance. And so what mm-hmm. we're seeing now are the benefits of that and all the, the work that people have kind of put into it. And I, I love that, um, you know, the young people today are kind of like, you have to remind them that, hey, this wasn't always the case. You know, you guys are very fortunate. Um, to to have such um, access and they're they're also grounded in their own um, culture and traditions
0: yeah and, and speaking of that um, I I just found the interview with is it Kai-yi? Ka'i? Oh, Kai Kai her parents so touching I know even I I know it's it was a long time ago but I was it feels like a long time ago <laughs> um, But I I wanted to know if you could shed a little more light on just those conversations with the families and the
2: parents too. Gosh, yeah, I mean, all of the families were just so welcoming and loving and caring. I mean, you know, we would wanna bring food and they would bring food and it was just really kind of um, uh, really special. And, you know, I think that, you know we just did an interview actually for Camfest that's gonna play at the end of um, the the virtual screenings with Ka'ai. And Max and Zach. So the three sophomore um, song contest leaders, 10 plus years later, you know, and Ka'ai is actually um, teaching Hawaiian language. You know, oh, wow. she's a, a teacher now. She's an educator. She's amazing. And Zach is, um, you know, got this amazing musical career with Kalho and has won all these Hanahano awards. And Max is um, working in business and, you um, it's just really amazing to see, like, all of the families and all of those kids are. I, I knew it when we were shooting the film; they were all very special and unique. And I love that they each kind of brought their own unique sort of um, stories and histories and backgrounds. And you know, their families all represented a really important generational aspect. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know the the parents of many of the song contest leaders. We kind of watching their children up on stage um, leading their their classes in some contests and just going like, "Wow, you know I wish I had been able to learn the language when I was in school. I wish that we um, and many of them of course are learning it now, um, but I think they were just so um, impressed at what these young people i I don't know how they did it. I can't imagine trying to lead. can you imagine leading your no. high school class in you know Anything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in anything. yeah, anything. Just that
1: many people looking at me I know. and I'd freeze <laughs> no matter what, even if I was just standing there, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. But, but obviously it's so fun to watch the songs and the progression of the songs, but, but really just seeing the pride that each student has and the self-confidence that comes with that is just so rewarding to witness. Um, but when it comes to the competition, maybe it's just me. I don't know if you felt this way, Erin, but when you're watching the songs, I was like, how the hell do you judge this? How do you right, pick yes. a winner? All of the songs are so incredible. Did, did you feel that too? I mean, I, obviously I'm not, I don't know about the culture and I don't know the nuances of the songs, but like, how do you pick a winner from that? It's
2: crazy. Well, I mean, they definitely have experts who are the judges, right? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I, it's I not think us. The, there's, there's, it's not just the musicality and, you know, the, the performance aspect. It's also the, the olelo, the language, right? So they have to be on top of their game, everyone who is singing. Um, and as you can see in the, the film, they worked for like, you know, months and months and months leading up to that competition to get to that, that stage. Um, and I think that Ka'ai, who actually won the Olelo um, Award um, for the best Hawaiian language that, that evening, worked so diligently in making sure that everything like those okinas and those kahakos, the diacriticals, and um, you know, all of those things were perfect. Um, but you know, I think that no matter what, I mean, I definitely had, I was rooting for all of them that night, it was really like I hated that there were winners and losers. I know that, of course, you know, there were some people were crying, like the senior class was bawling their eyes out because they really wanted to win. Um, and, you know, I actually, I, I felt like the the folks who won really um, deserved it. The, those classes worked; they worked so, so hard. Um, but I would not want to be in the position of trying to select the winners because I would just be like, give it to them all, you know, like (laughs) I would be the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And as we wrap up, um, I wanted to ask have, well, I guess you did the interview, but have all of the families and all of the kids seen the final cut of the doc and how do they feel about seeing themselves? You know, is
2: it, is it about 10 years later? Wow. Um, we shot that 2007-2008. It's a little bit more than that. It's wow. Like twelve, thirteen. Um, yeah. Zach, Zach now has his first kid, you know, so I mean, they're, they're all grown up. Um, but yes, of course, they've all seen it. I mean, I am not one of those directors that, like, you know, sits in a dark room and then kind of unveils the film. They were um, with us every step of the way. They saw lots of rough cuts. Um, they were, um, there for the big premiere here in Hawaii and, um, and also the public television broadcast, but it was interesting. I was just talking with, um, you know, Zach, Max, and Ka'ai, and they said, you know, they, you know, Zach has gone back to teach. Um, he was helping with song contests at Kamehameha schools. Um, and he said that, you know, all of the students there have to watch it every year before song contest. So that film has had a lot of legs and a lot of folks have seen it. And he said that his students are like, Oh yeah, I saw you. You were like baby Zach, you know, (laughs) Um, when you were like a little, a little kid. So, um, it's, I think it's, you know, Max is, he's got this big beard and really like I, when we did the interview, I think the folks who were interviewing, they almost didn't recognize him. Um, but they're all just so talented and just doing really, really, really well. And, um, they i think this film definitely holds a very special place in all of our hearts and i think that um you know one of the reasons why it continues to screen and to um really touch people is because it we were just very lucky to kind of capture this um really incredible year in a journey that you know is just continuing so i wish we could go back and profile all the the song contest leaders and kind of like where are they now i would love to do that Um, because I don't think anyone would be surprised at how well they're Mm. all doing Mm.
0: well you have time right yeah it's never too late (laughs) it's never too late (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for your time Uh, we've been speaking with director Lizette Flannery the film is one voice and thank you so much for uh, being on Witch Talk thank you so
2: much you guys it was a lot of fun (laughs)